You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Welcome back to Ten Cent Beer Life. I'm your host Kyle. As always, here with my guys Brian and Dave. What's going on, fellas? Uh, I'm really proud of my joke from before we started. Which one? Oh, yeah. Kyle is sitting here. He's got a black wife beater on, like a tank top. He's got a, a gold chain. He's got his his kind of blondish beard. His hair <laughs> is thick and kind of blondish and slick back under a backwards hat. So I call him Fat McAfee because he looks like chubby <laughs> Pat McAfee. Immediately He's just off like the him. rip. It off was immediate. Just not high. Oh, it's Fat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I spot am. on though. You look just like him. Yeah, I. I I get it. I I can see the screen. I was like, "Oh, that's that's sick, dude. That was a good burn." Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm back in on wife beaters. I uh, haven't worn them since middle school, and I forgot to wear an undershirt to work. And I was like, "Oh man, my my butt's gonna be hanging out." And I got all the lunch ladies coming today, so I swooped by Walmart at like seven a.m. bought a pack of beaters, and I was like, "I'm living in these." Twenty year hiatus. Yeah, dude. Daddy's I'm, back. I'm, I'm gonna live like Tony Soprano. I'm just gonna eat pasta over the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw a meme that said it had Tony Soprano in the rain, probably at a funeral, but it was a tight shot of him, and it says, uh, I am become Tony, destroyer of Gabagool. <laughs> yeah, dude, anytime I'm home alone, I live, like, I'll be walking around the house in, like, boxers and now a wife beater, just, like, opening up cans, just eating over the sink, just, like, not even giving my time for a proper meal. It's, without Allison, I would be a disgusting, miserable Piece I would. Of shit. <laughs> I would be the, the same with without Sarah. Like if, if Sarah left me, I would go immediately back to squalor and filth, which is exactly how I lived before getting into a relationship with Sarah. Sarah's the first person I've ever been even a decent roommate to. <laughs> wow. Like, well, I take that back. One of my buddies, he didn't give a shit. Me and him were just my buddy Grant. We lived in squalor and filth. We actually didn't have. For the first, like, we only lived together for like two months and then he got promoted and had to move to Portland. But every single week within those two months, we never had a running garbage can. We never had like a garbage can collecting our garbage throughout the days. Every single piece of garbage was sitting out somewhere until Sunday night. And we would clean up real quick, take out the trash, and that was how we lived. Ooh. Dude, you might, you might have been the, the, the scum lord, dude. I, uh, I don't know if I was that bad. I was that bad, and I I loved it. I had no problem with it. I go through cycles where it can get super bad like that. It's called also, depression. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would explain all this fat. <laughs> uh, but like a lot of times, I keep it contained to like. Uh, you know, like paper bags, you know, I get paper bags from here and there 
and then you know it'll just be full of loose trash you know it's not like i'm cooking up gourmet meals over here or anything so it's not like i have food waste or any you know dirty dishes or any of that bullshit it's just you know up until recently mostly takeout and then lately i've been pounding clean eats so all right yeah sarah's out of town she left tuesday morning um the house isn't terrible I mean, it's definitely not as, as clean as it would have been if she was around. I do clean up after myself better when she's around. But there is still a frying pan with filled with baking grease just like congealed in it since Monday night. And I don't plan on doing anything about that until right before she comes home. <laughs> nice. Dude, you know, my grandma, older people, they used to just pour grease into a can and leave it on the sink, you know. Yeah. And use it, you know, throw it away later so it doesn't go down the drain, shit like that. That's what I do. But, like, for the most part, I, I leave it in the frying pan for a day or two, and then I'll just take a bunch of paper towels and just right into the trash can. Dude, they used to, like, dump it into, like, a can or a jar and then be like, oh, we're going to fry something. And then they just scoop that bacon grease and plop it in there, make yeah. some uh, over-easy eggs, dude. Supposedly that's sanitary, but it just doesn't feel okay to me. Like, I, I think I'd, I'd love that, but it just seems weird to me. Like, it... I don't know, bacon grease, what it becomes after a minute, just disgusts me. It's just such a, a gross texture and color. It's basically lard. Yeah. Lard is disgusting, too. Have mm. you ever fried an egg in bacon grease? No. <sighs> my my grandma... Oh, boy, don't start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, my grandma would cook bacon, and then she would make... She would put the bacon on a paper towel on a dish, and then she would make uh, do the... Uh, you know, over easy eggs in the bacon grease, and it was so fucking good. Damn. Yeah. I'll have to give that a shot. My uh, my buddy swears by that being the one true way of um, reheating pizza. In bacon grease? Yes. He said that's the only way to do it. Leftover pizza, you take the pieces, you, you cook it up in bacon grease the next day, and he, he swears by it. Now, I, I actually enjoy it cold, so I would never do that. I never reheat pizza at all, but... That's what he, he says is the easily the best way to do it. Uh, up until recently, <clears throat> I would imagine, but dude, air fryers are pretty pretty legit at reheating pizza. Look, dude, I, I like it cold. Honestly, my favorite, I like room temperature pizza is my favorite pizza. I like that even better than like hot pizza. Right on. Yeah. Hold on. Allison's trying to talk to me. She's waving her hands like I can't see her, but I'm, I'm interrupting the podcast. It's okay. No, the dog is not eating dinner. <laughs> Better for you, Betty. A text message would work, too. <laughs> um, you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I don't I don't reheat anything. I eat everything cold, depending on what it is. But uh, for a while, when I was working at the mortgage company, the microwave was upstairs. So if I brought, like, a sandwich <laughs> or something... I would set it by the exhaust of my laptop and let that heat it up. <laughs> I, I would slowly rotate it over the course of a couple hours until it was like just a, a little bit over room temperature, like a you know tiny lukewarm or whatever. And uh, yeah, either that or stick it in the chunk oven. That that'll heat Dude, it up. Body heat it. Body heat it. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Oh, that's the, ch- oh, the Damn. chunk oven. I work in the kitchen. Never heard talk about the chunk oven. No, dude. Oh, you yeah, talked about it a lot. See, I, just, I don't even bother heating anything up. Like, 
Like Chef Boyardee, when I used to be able to eat that, I'd eat it straight from the can. I wouldn't even heat it up. It's out of the cupboard? Yep. Nice. Just the way God intended. Yeah. Dude, did I, when we were on our honeymoon, I don't know if I told this story or not. Uh, when we were in uh, Venice, we are like, it's an old fucking city. It, Venice is disgusting, by the way. But it started. I like, hope this leads back to Chef Boyardee. It does. Oh, it does. Awesome. So it starts downpouring rain, and we run in to like a diner or like a restaurant, and we sit down just to like, okay, this is where we're eating. We're not going to keep walking around. It's time to eat. We sit down. We order the food, and I'm eating like this lasagna or something, and I'm like, this tastes wildly familiar, but I don't know where I would have had this at. And I it's like the guy with me, Buck. It was Buck. I said, Buck, taste this. What does why this was, taste why like? Why was Buck on your honeymoon? We, we went to Europe, like, basically with, like, two other couples. Okay. So it was like, yeah, let's travel. We'll do our own thing and then get back together. So Buck tastes it, and he goes, dude, this is beef. This tastes just like beef roti. And I was like, it fucking does. I was like, you're <laughs> in this, like, quaint Italian restaurant in, like, Venice on, like, one of the channels. And we're, like, eating it, and the food tasted all just like Chef Boyardee. It was wild. Props to the chef, frankly. Like either, <laughs> either they saw some some chubby Americans and were just like, "Get out the fucking dog food. We're gonna feed these these fat assholes." Or Chef Boyardee just nails it. I think it's the latter. I think he nailed it. I That's think amazing. He, he's got like the sauce down. It was the sauce. I mean, it was a better version of it for sure. But like, it wasn't that far off of beefaroni or the rat. You know, it's the same. <laughs> I would they... love it if you were in the, to, just to be a fly on the wall in the Italian restaurant in Venice where you and Buck are going, this tastes like beefaroni. <laughs> Nobody understands. Yeah, Nobody understands the word we're saying. We're like, check it out. Beefaroni. <laughs> send, send my compliments to the chef back there. Is it Boyardee? Yeah. Oh, is this the village of Boyardee? Yeah. That uh, was pretty fucking Cleveland nice. Zone, baby. Yeah, dude. I was like, okay, I never really liked Chef Boyardee, but now I have like a more respect for it. Oh, I've always loved Chef Boyardee. Yeah, that was the shit back then. Wernowski called it wet dog food for people. <laughs> and I think that's just a great fucking... That is perfect. That's spot on. And I'm okay with it. I will eat... At least I used to eat the shit out of it. I eat, That's how I actually cut my hand in uh, in college. You see that scar? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I came back and... I had been drinking, but I wasn't really drunk, but I was starving. And it was even before I smoked weed. And uh, I was a freshman in college in the dorms, and I had a big can of spaghetti. Not SpaghettiOs, spaghetti. Chef Boyardee spaghetti. And I went up and I got my buddy's can opener, and it sucked. It was like, you know, I, I went around a couple times, and there's still a couple points that it just wouldn't cut through. So I just grabbed it, and I'm like, rip, I'll just rip it off. Just hulk through this. It went right into my fucking hand. Oh. oh man, like I could, it, it was wide too. It was probably about that wide, and I could see like the meat inside my hand. And I had to go to the hospital. I think I got like fourteen stitches on it. Holy and, shit! Uh, this was like the the very beginning of the downfall of my football career because at that from that point on, because I was honest about it, I, I did not lie. I told, told I, I I didn't mention that I was <laughs> drinking, but they they all you know my coach assumed it, but I was like. Yeah, I uh, tried to open a can of spaghetti and I cut my hand open. And, like, I, I couldn't participate in certain drills. It was during spring ball. It wasn't during the season. Oh, no, it wasn't even spring ball. It was, it was during conditioning. Um, and they, they had us doing up-downs. I'm like, I can't do up-downs. My hand is fucked up. 
And from that point on, he's like, Brian Kenny's a fucking drunken asshole. Or a pussy. He just hated me. He yeah. hated me from that point on. Damn, dude. That's crazy. Yep. You know you can open a can like that with a spoon? I didn't have those either. How do you, you open a, a can spoon? with a spoon? You hold you hold it around the spoon part so that just a tiny bit of the spoon is poking out the bottom of your hand. And you put it on the edge and you rub it back and forth until you puncture it. And then you use it to just pry the rest of the can open. Uh, the Eagle reason, Scout, bitch. Yeah. Well, I didn't learn that in Scouts at all. I learned that on YouTube because they were making fun of the guy who did the video. Because it takes him a minute to like rub. He's got the, a, like a big industrial sized can of um, an unknown fruit, right? You can't see the label. And he's like, yeah, we're going to get these peaches. And the whole time he's talking about these peaches, and he's, it takes like you know five minutes for him to rub his way through and like pry the rest of the sides open and stuff. And he's like, and that's how you open a can with a spoon. And he spins it around and he goes, peaches, all excited. <laughs> and it says pears across the front of the thing. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> and, and they just, I mean, this is a, you know years ago. They destroy him in the comments and all that kind of stuff. What are you taking photographs of there? He's, he's Fat McAfee. Fat McAfee. Fat, yeah. fat McAfee, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking prank. Closing it right now. Yeah, that, that should def- definitely be the name of the episode absolutely. and the picture. And the picture, yeah. I love I it. Do, I knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that that fucking, there was a kid, well, I don't even remember, I think it's Dudley was his last name. He got kicked off of Clemson's team because he was taking pictures of other players in the locker rooms and posting them to an OnlyFans account to make money. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Some Clemson I'm, football player. I'm a hustler, baby. Betty's fired up over it. Dude, Uh-oh. that's hilarious. He's already transferred in. He's at Old Miss with Lane Kiffin. But he was Wait dismissed, and that's what it was for. Do- doesn't he get, like, assault charges? Isn't that illegal? I don't know. Dude, it's super fucked up. That's crazy. He's still playing football? Isn't that like a code of conduct type of thing? Yeah, dude. That's definitely sexual assault. Yeah. Or, you know, some sort of pornography charge. I don't know. Yeah. You're telling me I could have been snapping pictures of dongs this whole time and not getting in trouble for it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, I can't believe they would just transfer him to another, you know, he'd just be able to go to another school or something. That might have been any, a like, joke. Oh, but right. Yeah, he's kicked off the team. Oh, no, no, Sports Illustrated. Old Miss Land's commitment from ex-Clemson linebacker T.J. Dudley. No, that's Sports Illustrated reporting it. So he was dismissed for allegedly taking pictures of teammates in the locker room. And he was supposed to be like... A fucking guy for him this year too. That has to be so fucking awkward afterwards. Of like, okay, it gets found out, and then like you're going up to your teammate, and he's like, "Yeah, I've I've been making money off your dick." <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder if it was full nude or just maybe like fucking shirtless. I don't know. I, I mean, how that- much money are you gonna make from shirtless athletes? They walk off the field with no shirt on. Clemson? They pose a lot of pictures. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
just fat football buffs just on OnlyFans being like, oh, I could see you in the locker room at Clemson, all right. I don't know, dude. I doubt there's a Clemson fan that just that wants to not see dicks and just dudes with no shirts on and would pay money for it. They want to see them dicks. I heard a rumor that that was happening with the Guardians for a while. That what? That somebody in the Guardians locker room was doing that a few years back. Snapping pictures of players' dongs and sending them out. I... If that's the case, have seen several of those pictures. Have you? <laughs> yes. I won't say the person's name who told me, but it's somebody that we all mutually know in the homosexual community. He showed me those pictures. Oh, did he? I yes. didn't ask to see them. Uh, I did, absolutely. Yeah, dude. What was the most surprising dog? They clearly exist if you saw them. It's happening. So there were no faces in them. But the, the skin tones match up. Uh, Jose. Jose? I mean, that makes sense, dude. That makes sense that he's got the, the hammer. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. He's got he's got the uh, the girth. Yeah, dude, that's a wild thing to fucking do. I mean, mm-hmm. I imagine that player who was doing it isn't there anymore. I'm sure people know about it. But to see those guys' dogs like that, dude. That's, now, that's, it, like they 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 weren't necessarily like candid shots, like you know somebody at their locker and somebody's doing this. Like they seemed to be like selfies, like dick pics. So I don't know if that I'm not gonna you know out the person who uh, who supposedly was sending them out to somebody that our homosexual friend knows, but um, maybe he stole them off their phone. I like I I don't know how he got them. That that part of the story didn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Or, hey, hey, Jose, let me take a picture of your dong and then I'll send it to you and you can send it out to all the hot bitches, you know? And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, sight, <laughs> forward. I know about lighting angles, all of it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe they were just really bonding those seasons and that was the secret to success. Maybe it's just a, uh, a Latin culture thing that we don't understand. Yeah. Could, good for could be a prank. Could just be a, a prank, or the pictures could be fake. Like I mean, the person seemed very positive that they weren't. Sure, that's a good point. But um, I mean, it could also be you know these are just random Latino dudes' dongs. <laughs> they just got La- you. Latinx, <laughs> Latinxes, <laughs> Latinxes. Um, La- Latinx is what they want to go by. I think is that what a gay Latino is? I don't think that's gay. I think that's just Latin people in general. They want to be called yeah. Latinx. Yeah, but I thought there was a study that that Latin people were like, no, we don't give a fuck about any of that. I'm going to call entire, them Latinx. Latinxes. Our, our entire language is based on gender. It is. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure Latin people don't give a fuck about Latinx. It's just like one of those, I don't know. I, I could have swore there was a study, but don't quote me. Um, speaking of dong alert. How about that uh, clip of Cam Newton saying he's got a two-inch monster? Well, hey, if I was Cam Newton and I did have a two-inch dick, I would absolutely be trying to own it and set expectations. Because he, if 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 it, that's truly the case, he's got to be really letting women down. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "He said not everybody's got a hammer." But I got a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm sure you love that. You love. 
oh, wordplay that makes no sense, but it's hilarious. A hammer's people, a bigger tool. People call big dicks hammers, and a, a wrench is smaller than a hammer. And it, it, it's it, not always smaller than a hammer. Some big fucking wrenches out there. Yeah, but you're not using wrenches to bang shit, unless you're a fucking hillbilly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cam Newton starting alternators with his dick. Cam Newton just, just <laughs> fucking penetrating and then circling around. Yeah, tight, tightening stuff up, yeah. loosening it up. Cam Newton, 6'5", 245. Yeah. Two-inch dong. I mean, if, if that's truly the case, then I'm sure he's he's just getting ahead of it. Like, let it be known, own it, and then this way, any woman, like, when we need to stop laughing at him is probably what he's saying. Yeah. Well, even even then... You know what I mean? Even look, even if he's got like a six inch dick and he's just joking, you know what I mean? You're like, oh yeah, it's two inches. Undersell over deliver. He's six exactly. five, dude. You would assume I would assume that fucking Cam Newton's penis is like the size of my forearm. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but closer than that than to what he's describing. Good for him. He's the king of the small dick kings, dude. Dude, that clip was fucking hilarious. The chicks on that podcast go crazy. I don't even know what podcast it is, but they yeah, they start they start tripping, and he he just that's when he drops the hammer uh, line. It was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah, he's probably got huge hands and feet. Just writing checks that his dick can't cash. I knew that that black dick stereotype was bullshit. In high school, we had a black kid who had a small dick on our team, and. uh Boy, it got out real quick. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, oh, this is all just a bullshit myth. Okay, cool. I don't know. I don't think that's – I think it's, it's like, it, based off of dick studies on, like, countries, I think Africa does very, very well. So does South America. Spain, I think, was uh, one of the, the top ones the last time that chart came out. We're, uh, we're near the bottom of the curve. We're melting pot. <laughs> we got everybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm German descent. Yeah, we're just, yeah, I'm a mutt. I'm a mutt white. Like, the whole, you know, Asian thing, uh, they ranked very, very low, almost across the board. Yeah, dude. So a lot of dick stereotypes are ringing true. Right. I think, I, I mean, I used to do a bit about this, and I never, like, I think audiences just assumed that it was fake because it was so ridiculous, but... I, I'm sure you remember this from a long time ago, Dave. I, I used to work in the parks department for my city. And I, there was this old guy that would sit in this one park like every day. And I started, you know, he, he seemed lonely. So I'd be doing work and I'd come over. I'd say hello. He always, he loved movies. He always wanted to talk about movies. And then I started kind of sitting with him on my breaks. And he would tell me stories about his, his life and like these nice memories about, his, you know, his like 50 plus year marriage to his wife who had died like three years prior. And, you know, after a whole summer of hearing these little stories, he tells me this one story on the final day, right before I'm going to go back to college. And I like, you know, go over and say goodbye to him. And he's like, you know, thank you for, for having, giving me somebody to talk to. It was very nice meeting you. And he starts telling me about how his wife and him like went out to the store after church one day and they got a loaf of bread and, and real butter instead of margarine. They were very excited about that. And they, they buttered up two pieces, and it was so good. And they, they ate it. They couldn't get enough. And they butter up two more. And before they knew it, they ate the whole loaf, and it was too late to go to the matinee. So he tells me that story, and then we just sit there quietly. And then he starts talking about how 
not all black dick not all black guys have dicks like ponies that was his, his actual phrasing it was like that's how he like broke the silence nothing we, we were not talking about black people we were talking about dicks but he tells me that. he's like I, I fought in the war and i showered with him like maybe like one in ten do <laughs> what a weird thing to say right? on your last day <laughs> right <laughs> that was our closing conversation the last time i ever fucking saw that guy after a whole summer talking to him like you know what two three times a week like i was i wish i would have met this guy when we first started talking <laughs> a real fun summer uh at least that's a better sample size than kyle's one teammate hey but well, <laughs> yeah, we have Kyle's one black dick goes all oh, it's all out the window yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was true. I was like, all right, done, dude. <laughs> we called him Tiny Tom. It was his nickname that he got from it. Damn, was it that small or was it just yeah, like dude. your expectations were so much? No, it was small. Dude, it was small. He was a small dick dude in okay. the showers. And I, like, I could have still like, talk about him to this day. Well, it's, you know, it's only been 25 years. Dude. This stuff doesn't <laughs> yeah. leave you. Yeah. which uh which penitentiary does he live in i think he, i think he's a christian rapper now oh no man shit. i could be yeah. wrong that little dick turned him towards the lord yeah dude. i i figured getting that nickname and all that shit he would have went buck wild on somebody at some point no i did have a friend named tim growing up that apparently went fucking crazy he was a super nice kid and he uh, he killed his dad with a samurai sword. He cut his head off. It's an awesome way to do it. If you're going to do it. Yeah. Is dude. this in Lima? Yeah. He cut his head off? Yeah, dude. He slit his throat or like cut his head with the fucking samurai sword. He's in a psych ward. He's in a psych ward now. But yeah, that was like a childhood friend of mine. I played basketball with him all the time. I had a crush on his older sister. Uh, yeah, dude. Timmy. Dude, Timmy, Timmy ended up being the savage. And he was the nicest kid in the neighborhood. Because I grew up in a predominantly urban neighborhood. I was an easy target as a short, fat, white kid. You know what I mean? Tim was always great to me. And I was great to him. And then he cut his dad's head off. Dude, he, was just, he was just grooming you. He was luring you Yeah, dude. into a false sense of security. He was just getting ready to cut your head off. Yeah, dude. Silence of the lambs, <laughs> me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for the nice ones. <laughs> Turned me into some clothing. <laughs> There, there's some uh, characters down in Lima, dude. The Dildo Prince and the fucking Lima Samurai. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. It's a fun place, dude. It's a real fun place. Um, there's there's characters everywhere, though. This kid at work told me, he said... I don't said, know, man. I don't know anybody who's ever cut anybody's head off. No, I can't say that I have. It happens in Cleveland, dude. We had a guy who had girls locked in his basement for ten years in Cleveland. Like, yeah, but you didn't know him. But did they die? <laughs> but did they die? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, they brought him out on stage at uh, Roverfest. Like Charles think, Ramsey. Uh, no, no, the girls. Oh. Yeah, not Charles Ramsey. No, they brought the girls out on stage at Roverfest. Like it, it had to have been like a couple months after they got free. They were out <laughs> living their lives and shit, dude. It was it was crazy. People in the crowd were shouting wild shit at the stage. Damn. I mean, you know, Roverfest is not the right place to take anybody that's been experiencing captive. trauma. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think Charles Ramsey's doing now? 
Dude, what happened to him? Well, he he wanted like twenty grand to do any kind of like podcasts or anything. Jesus, like he was just like, show me the money. I'm not talking to nobody. Show me the money. So people were like, fuck him. He went there from were, McDonald's to twenty grand. Yeah, dude. I there was a comic that was like, yeah, I worked with him. It might have been, who was it? There was a comic that worked with him and said he was a huge asshole. Uh, they worked him in a kitchen. Like, he was, like, the fucking dishwasher in the kitchen. Said he's a piece of shit. Damn. And then everybody's like, oh, he's the savior of Cleveland. You know? And he did save those girls. Yeah. They said that story. There was, like, no, there was a uh, Latino dude that did it. But couldn't speak English and didn't know how to call the cops. And Ramsey ran over and, like, <laughs> <stole> <laughs> the That's, like, what I heard. Yeah, dude. That would it's be also, amazing if true. Just a bunch of stolen valor. Yeah, that's so much stolen valor. Um, this guy I work with told me today that his buddy, because they're talking about Oculus, and he's like, I got an Oculus, I don't use it very much. And I said, well, do you want to sell it? Because I wanted to get one, but I don't want to pay the money. I'm not a big video game guy or anything. But I was You like, don't I'm want thinking, it for video games. <laughs> well, that's what he was like, man. He, he said something along the lines of, he's like, my dad told me to watch porn on it. And I was like, you haven't yet? And he goes, no, no. And I was like, are you crazy? You got to at least check it out. Yeah, what are you doing? And he was like, man, my dude has a Oculus and he has a $4,000 sex doll that was gifted to him from his stepfather. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. And I was like, that is the grossest shit I've ever heard in my life. How do you Wait. accept that <laughs> gift from your stepfather? Was it? Was it new in the box or was it no, used? No, it was used. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Jesus Christ! I was like, dude, I was like, your buddy is going to get herpes from his mom. That's fucked up, dude. Isn't that, that disgusting? Uh, is that the craziest shit you've heard? Jesus Christ! Why would used, you take that? Used is wild, man. I don't know. Even new. Right. Even if my father, my stepfather, gave me a new sex doll, I would be like, I don't think I could take this from you. Please return it. Yeah, it's it's startling for sure. Let's use this as a down payment for yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to return this. Just give me that receipt. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> what is? You have to get a gift receipt with this. Yeah. What is, is there a market? I'm gonna look it up. Is there a market? It's like for use? stepfather sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> for oh, I'm sure there are. <laughs> I bet. I bet there is. You could probably probably swap out parts or something. Um, Refurbished. Yeah. Oh, there's a website, sexdolltrader.com. Oh, God. Pre-owned sex dolls, torsos, and sex toys. Torsos. <laughs> Keller Winslow, dude. That's what he had. He had a yeah. torso in a garbage bag. Checking it on flights. How do you guys watch, uh, watch the show Dave? Yeah. I've seen clips. It yeah, is dude. really fucking funny, but he had like this sex doll that was just like a lower half and the legs... Like we're like you know in like that uh, that frog that dances around in Looney Tunes when it just goes limp and mm-hmm. the legs are just flopping around like that's how mm-hmm. this thing was. He's like throwing it over his shoulder. It's hilarious. Yeah, the and the way they integrate it into a handful of the different scenarios. Yeah. throughout the season, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, have either of you guys ever watched VR porn? I, I don't have a VR setup, so yeah. like I've clicked on porn videos before that are VR. And it was horribly frustrating because it it doesn't translate well. So, like, in 2015, the Samsung I had at the time, I think it was an S6, came out with 
a headset that you could plug the phone into, and and you could you know it turned your phone into into VR goggles on this ship. I remember you having and, that. Yeah, and so the, I, as soon as I get it, you know, my buddy's sitting there, there was someone else at, at my house. Put it on, I put it on my head, and I, you know, you're looking at like you can be on alien planets. You can go to, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore. You can go to all these things and everything. And we're like, okay, yeah, this is cool and everything. But, let, you know, what's the porn look like? So I find that you got to, like, hack it. You had to, like, download some shit and convert it and put it back on there. So I do it with one video and I put it on there, put these goggles on. And it's virtual reality. And they're all of a sudden my buddy taps my leg and he goes, you're breathing so heavy right now. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know. You know, this chick's like crawling up your ch- It's It's so real. It's fucking mind-blowing. And I'm sitting there going... <sighs> because I'm just panting. You know what I mean? It's so hot or whatever. And I'm like, nope, this is all bad. This is <laughs> this this is a dick ruiner. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like you, get, you get used to beating off in VR and it's over, I'm sure. So I... I was you tell like, your buddies to leave. I would have kicked everybody out. Of yeah. Get out! Get out! Uh, Baitons. Bait. You know the worst. The worst <laughs> part about that janky ass fucking early adapter headset was that you couldn't lay down. As soon as you would lay down, it would cut off. Oh, because you're looking at the fucking ceiling. It's like calibrated to be looking straight or whatever. So if you would lay down, then you're not looking at whatever you're supposed to be looking at. But um, yeah, it's all bad. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, that's too yeah. far. That's too far into the virtual reality for you, huh? I mean, I, you know, people have a hard time with porn addiction. I, you know, VR porn addiction is like a whole fucking other level. Your brain can't tell that it's not real. You know what I mean? Like those plank, that plank game. I don't know if you've ever seen plank, but that fucking game looks terrifying because it's a uh, skyscraper, and you go into an elevator and you push the button for the top floor. And the doors open, and it's a wooden plank that goes out of the top of a skyscraper. And you walk out onto the wooden plank and shit. And there's millions of videos on the internet of people fit, fucking swan diving into their TVs because your brain cannot fucking tell that that shit is not not real. Like your brain thinks everything that's happening in VR is real. And when you fall off that fucking thing, your heart rate goes up. You know, it, it's got to be almost like dying. It's, you know, maybe one of the closer things that you could feel to experience to dying because I've never played that game, but I've watched people play it on YouTube. And there's weird shit you can do. You can summon Santa Claus and go ride around in his sleigh and drop presents in people's chimneys. And there's <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, that there's sounds a night- fantastic. There's a nightmare mode where you can hit 666 on the elevator doors and then it turns it. There's like giant spiders. Like you try to walk out into the street and these these spiders the size of dogs and rhinos come out, and then if you go back into the elevator, like a thousand spiders come crawling out from all the cracks and shit. It's it's pretty wild, dude. If you can, uh, I, Oculus is on my list of things to get, but I'm I'm also I, I definitely don't want to get anywhere near the porn with that shit because it's probably probably a dick ruiner, like I said. So I just looked up sex doll trader, and you can definitely buy used sex dolls. And they have, like, interchangeable faces you can buy for the dolls and all kinds of parts and stuff. Like, that's a, a whole thing. 
that guy who's fucking his stepdad's doll, that is, that is an addiction. <laughs> that is, that is a full on, that is, that is the sex addiction of like fentanyl. I mean, that's just, that is the most bizarre shit I've ever heard. Yeah, if you can get over that somehow, you're a fucked up person. Insane. Um, I mean, you at that point, you're Eskimo bros with your stepdad. You know what I mean? You're two degrees separated yeah. from your mom. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's that's an insane thing. And I just looked at him. And I was like, is the dude white? And he goes, man, you know he's white. And I was like, ah, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where does he live at? Kenmore or Barber? And he goes, Wadsworth. I go, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was they a 4000 yeah, they could afford it out there. Yeah, it was a $4,000 sex doll, not a blow-up doll. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of the congressional hearing about aliens? Yeah, dude, I watched it. No. Do you, Shit was wild. Do you guys, I mean, can I, can I speak in good company that, like, are, are do you guys think there are aliens? Like, are I've you buying in? I've, I've already, I've already you know, accepted that there were aliens long ago, but it's weird that they're just coming out and saying it and putting it on TV and nobody's giving a shit about it. Nobody gives a fuck. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, shit's fucked up. Who gives a shit? You know, when it should be like one of the craziest, you know, revelations of anyone's life. They're talking about having a giant cube a hundred yards long, a, a giant cube that's a ship that they have in their possession that's as big as a football field that's that's not of this earth and had non-human pilots. So, I don't know. Like, what, the only thing that really throws me off is, like, anything that, that makes it to earth would have to be, you know, thousands of light years away. Meaning they're, even if traveling at the speed of light, they're still like that's a thousand plus years away. Yeah, no, they're not working with the same physics we are. You know, their shit's so advanced that, uh, instant. You know, without going into too much detail, it folds the fabric of space time so that they could zip through quicker. It's not a it's not a thing that's hindered by speed of light. You know. I don't know what to make. Now, how are these motherfuckers getting caught? If they're that smart and that advanced, how are they getting caught? Because we're shooting. Dumb animals. Malfunctions, maybe? Uh, you know, who knows? Uh. I ended up like, I was like, I'm going to watch something about this. I watched a documentary this weekend called Unacknowledged. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I don't know what was bullshit and what was real. But basically, they said that they started noticing a lot more activity. They said they have reports like up like around the 30s and by the 50s like when we split the atom is when we like basically like we're like oh shit we're blowing stuff up so it's almost like they were coming to check out what was going on and it was this guy basically talking about like we we're like shooting at him and shit and he's like i don't think that's the response we should be learning from them blah 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 and they had a bunch of like decorated people on there i mean the, the congressional hearing there was like three people like navy navy fucking like deep intelligence people coming out and being like, we just need a system to report it and like not just make it a joke and throw it into the National Enquirer. Um, I am 
I think I'm on board completely that there are aliens out there. And that they're worried about what it's going to do to the American people. But the American I don't think people they don't, don't give a, a fuck, fuck, dude. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, I don't think anybody cares. Like, we're more worked up over a fucking Jason Aldean song right now. And it's just like, there's fucking aliens this week. It's insane. I mean, dude, there's so much... There's so much stuff. There's been reports that, you know, they've tried to run, um, you know, uh, nuclear test maintenance. Or there were, like, times where the United States started to activate some nuclear weapons in case they had to use them. And that a UFO would shut up, show up and shut down the entire system so that we couldn't. Like, and one of the, um, one of the admirals or, or generals that was on site said that he felt like it was like an adult taking matches out of the hands of a baby is what it felt like you know there was no communication it just they just shut everything down and then we're fucking gone but i mean there's hundreds of pilots talking about chasing you know tic tac ufos that go into the sea or shoot you know straight up into space and then back down 60 miles away from wherever they were last seen on radar and shit. I mean, it's the government's been covering it up and who knows, you know, fuck nowadays. How do you know if any of it is real or if it's all fake or if they're leaking this information as a means to something else that bigger that's coming, you know, who fucking knows? That's why I kind of have a hard time getting fully on board. Yeah, fake fake space invasion is what what like is that the conspiracy theories about it? Yeah, yeah, they're saying basically we have the technology to simulate basically like an alien invasion, uh, similar to nine eleven, where it's like oh the terrorists did it. It's like oh it's the aliens and like build an enemy to build profit. Blah blah blah. Like there's all kinds of theories about it, but I'm I'm pretty intrigued. I mean, you got to think the creation of space force the past few years. Like what is that about? You know, we all laughed about it, but. Is it real? And like these documents that Trump got, is he just going to drop on that there's aliens? Are this it, are these documents the aliens shit? Is that I what mean, he took? So, uh, some of some of those people that are talking about it are saying that we that there's a uh, a database that lists all of the um, astronauts that we have in other star systems, like on missions in other star systems and shit like that that was, like, found in some sort of data breach or some shit, but they covered it up. Who knows, you know, if any of it's fucking true or not. Uh, I just watched Interstellar recently for the first time. I've never watched it. That's a wild movie, man. I bet. I kind of know how it ends already, but still, even just seeing... Yeah, I I know there's three hours worth of it, so... It's a lot, yeah. But Christopher Nolan, eventually I'll see Oppenheimer, but I'll, I'll... Tenet is the only real miss for me from that guy. Yeah, everybody says that is the worst. I fucking hate that movie. It's it's so brain-wrinkling. I watched it two times back-to-back. The first time I watched it, I watched it and was like, hold on a second. And then I watched it again, and you're like trying to piece it together backwards as you watch it again the second time, and it's like, dude, I fucking. I still don't know what's going on in this fucking movie. No, and then also, like, people were complaining about it with Oppenheimer, too. For whatever reason, he mixes the music to where it, like, drowns out dialogue. I was furious about that. Did you see it? I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I saw Barbie. Oh, that's right. 
and I called you gay or something about it. Barbie, not <laughs> boys. Yeah. 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 What did you think? It wasn't – like, there was some really funny stuff. Like, Ryan Gosling is very, very funny in it. But it does um, – and, like, I, I knew that it would be a feminist movie, but it it was – it got too serious feminist for what I had hoped for, at least. Like, I, I hoped that it would, it would just be a lot of goofy comedy and w- with feminist messages involved. But it dropped it to be serious for a while, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring me now. Like, I, I certainly um, – sympathize with the cause and everything but i paid 25 dollars let's uh let's entertain me so you were just hoping it was like just like a campy feel good funny movie not necessarily even like all feel good like i I, again i knew that it was going to be feminist um but i was hoping it would be funnier throughout like it stopped being funny for the last third of the movie no that sucks I know it made $155 million. Oh, they're spreading money, dude. Yeah. There's like, we watched HGTV the other day. It was on, we were working around the house, and like, now there's shows where they're remodeling houses to be like Barbie's dream home. Like, there's a whole, like, between that and Taylor Swift, dude, the ladies are spending money. Fuck HGTV. I hate HGTV. (laughs) Oh, do you do homeowner with a wife? Yeah, dude. No, she doesn't watch it. Like, that's... You know, if she puts on Vanderpump Rules, I'm not saying shit. Go ahead. Watch your dumb, dumb shows. But if she puts on HDTV, I'm going to actually put up a fight. Get this off my TV. <laughs> what, you just don't want to do all the, the renovations? Like, you don't want to rock garden? No. A, like, no. Don't don't put the ideas in her head. <laughs> it's very expensive and, like, a lot of work. And B, more importantly... It's just fucking boring, and I hate it. I don't like watching it at all. And I think everybody on those shows is so up their own fucking ass. I swear, my sister-in-law, they have a, they have a, a child, my, my nephew, Hammy. And they are creating his fucking, uh, he's the big dick baby. They're creating his uh, nursery room. And they're talking about the motif of it. And they're like, telling us that they're going to decorate the baby's room coastal boho if that is not the most pretentious up your own ass fucking thing to ever say i don't know what is i don't even know what some of those words mean <laughs> bohemian coastal bohemian what is a motif is that the design is that just a fancy <laughs> okay, so i did not see that one coming <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we're back to teaching you words. Yeah, no, yeah. what is it? Like, a motif is like the theme. Why don't you just say theme? Is it just Latin for theme? I don't know if it's Latin, but it's like a common phrase. I'm not. I'm not really coming out of pocket Look, here. This is. Oh, uh, I know. If, I've heard it. I've just never questioned it. But. <laughs> if if the style is coastal bohemian, there or is that what it was? Yes, coast, coastal boho. We don't say bohemian. It's always boho. Yeah, coastal boho theme. No, they're they're picking motif as the word to, to put on the end of that. You know, coastal boho. You know, it's all part of it. What, what I don't even know what coastal boho would be like. What does now, that mean? That like? I understand you not understanding because I don't fully understand it either. But. As we're decorating our tiny little fucking apartment in North Olmsted, our sister's going, do you, do you want more farmhouse or boho? And I'm like, 
I want an apartment. Just, just apartment. <laughs> yeah, I see you guys went uh, institutional white <laughs> on, on all the walls in your house in that room right there. I'm going to look it up. Coastal Boho. Coastal Boho. Yeah, dude, you start, uh, Sarah starts watching HDTV, and then all of a sudden they're like, do you need a catio for your foster cats? Oh, she wanted one of those. I'm like, I don't want a bunch of strays hanging out. I just don't. I'm sorry. I like cats. I don't want, I don't want to be Straysville. <laughs> oh, I was talking about one of the. Um, oh, the catio. Okay. Yeah, that that's closed she in. She wants so one of those too. Yeah. I thought about I thought about maybe doing one of those on the back of my house for Sokka. We do enough for these goddamn things, anyways. We don't we don't need to give them outdoor time either. No, dude, because they're gonna come over to your neighbor's house and pitch all over their patio furniture, and then your neighbor's gonna have to spend seven hundred dollars on fucking new shit. So they bad. don't actually they can't like get out. It's like like screening or chicken wire, but it's like a little yeah. like outdoor okay. screened in area for your cats to go hang out outside a little bit. But like the the fat one's twenty pounds, he'll rip right through a fucking screen. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not chancing losing them. Like the these these chubby idiots are not going to be able to fend for themselves. Just to to circle back there, coastal boho decor offers incorporates. Natural elements like plants, seashells, and driftwood to create a connection with the natural world. Barf. Yeah. Put some fucking Power Rangers in there in one of the, you know what I mean? Like, what happened to kids? Like, get a race car bet. I mean, I guess it's a baby. You can't get it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it's Hammy, dude. Like, he's practically yeah. an adult. You know? Hammy's huge. He's <laughs> enormous. Yeah, they're preparing him for the beach. That was one funny part from Barbie is that the Ryan Gosling's character is like, people think that I'm a lifeguard, but I don't do that. My title is just beach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're we're getting there, Dave. You got to go back to work here in a minute. Uh, Guardians trades. We don't need to go into them in depth. Yes, we do. I mean, we we, we can run through it. Uh, What? Who is it? Josh Bell's gone. I'm sure you're happy about that. I'm really happy. Some people are like, like that was like the straw where people were going, they're throwing in the towel on this season. I can't believe it. Wow, how could they do this to the fan base? How could they do that to the players on the team? They got no hit last night. It was probably because Josh Bell got traded. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody should have been demoralized by Josh Bell being there and being the highest paid player as he hit for 240 with 11 home runs. He was garbage. He did nothing. He was horrible defensively. He looked like Frankenstein out there. As my brother-in-law Eric said, like he he looked terrible. We, we, my brother-in-law texted the, in the morning, last day of the free of uh, the trade deadline. He's like, my one wish for today is to trade Josh Bell for a bag of gluten-free pretzels and some baseballs. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then they end up getting a good middle infield prospect, and then Gene Segura, who uh, they they cut right away or DFA'd, fine. But like getting Josh Bell out and freeing up. Um, the DH spot and, and, you know, first base alternation for David Fry to get more at bats. I love that. Let's do that. It's fantastic. Ahmed getting out of town. Same thing. You, you get rid of a, a, a jam in, uh, at, at shortstop, and then you're able to get other guys at bats in time in the field because you have so many middle infield prospects, you need to evaluate them. You have to give them time to see which ones you trade away to get the pieces you need. Those are your actual value. And with especially, I'd imagine, after looking at how 
like a Will Benson is done. Nolan Jones is done. I haven't checked on Owen Miller lately, but how he did for a while. Shit, even Jake Bowers for a while. Um, they've traded away a lot of guys and chosen some guys to stay that the guys that they let go have been outperforming. It would have been really nice to have them. So with these middle infield prospects, you can't fuck that up. Those are your more, most important trade chips. Those are your more, most important players for the future to stay. So you can't fuck this up. So I, like freeing that up, great. Aaron Savali is the one that pisses me off. I don't get that trade. I don't understand why a lot of people love it. Um, that would be the one that I understand outrage on. Do you think they just resent it from the playoffs last year? They're just like, get him out of town still. It was his first playoff appearance. And, like, yeah, he's been injury prone. So that is an actual issue. But, I mean, before he st- the injuries bug started, he did look really solid. And then for the last month, and even his starts before getting hurt th- this year, he has looked solid. He's a guy that pounds the strike zone, not overpowering with speed, but his cutter is pretty damn nasty, and his curveball is an actual weapon. Like, it's great. Um I think that that guy's ceiling actually would have been like a second or third in the rotation kind of pitcher. I think he, he did have that kind of potential in my eyes. I'm higher on him than most, but you got a guy with a two, three, four ERA. Um, you traded him away for a first baseman that is like two years away. Now, supposedly they're planning on playing him a bunch next year and just, you know, throwing him in say, get your bats. Let's figure this out. And he was pretty highly touted, but like, he's not even a home run guy. He doesn't even, like. He's not even a big home run guy. He's a big like, doubles guy. That's great, but like, I don't, I don't understand. Only thing that calms me down a little bit is how little the uh, the Mets got back for Verlander. They got two outfield prospects. That's it. So I don't think that there was a Mike Tr- Clevenger kind of trade to be had there. But I hate trading with the Rays. They seem to fuck everybody over in all their trades and win all of them, uh, even against us. They they did it with. Uh, we traded him away a shortstop prospect that has shot up prospect rankings this year. He's hitting like 356 in double A with several homers, and he's, he's just killing it. And we gave him up for a, a reliever that was like 27 that we DFA'd two weeks later. We pretty much just handed him to them. We also gave them Yandy Diaz for Jake Bowers. Didn't work out at all either. So the Rays, they've been really good at trading. I, I don't like doing business with them. We should just keep trading with the fucking Padres. We win every time. <laughs> the Padres are trash. just trade with the Padres. That's, that's all they should be doing. They said that that first baseman prospect was a, a a can't miss for them. Like they they were very high on him when I read, but they can miss. They can yeah. miss. They are not that great. Now you know they're not that great at developing hitting or necessarily even identifying hitting. They've been great at pitching, which is you know if they're good at developing pitching and, and identifying pitching. Maybe they see something in Savali that I don't, but I don't know. Okay. I guess my last question, everybody's saying, Hey, they sold their, they're giving up on the season. Realistically, how many games do these moves really cost us? I mean, is it one, two, five? I mean, like, is it real? I, I felt like they made the moves and like, I, I hear everything you're saying, but, are they really going to – is it going to change the outcome of the season that much? I mean, are they giving up? I mean, given how bad the Central is, like, are we really just throwing away the season? I don't think so. I think they felt that they could make these trades and still compete in the Central because it's so bad. And they're you, just like, figure out what you got. Like, I think they're doing both. That's kind of what I took from it is, like, they're doing both. 
again, like, you know, with, with Josh Bell and, and Ahmed Rosario, yes. Like, I, I don't think that those are punt on the season kind of moves. And even like the Savali one, another factor is that he had, after this year, two more years of control. So that wasn't even a punt on the season. If, if it was like, uh, you know, Savali or like Shane Bieber got traded and they only had the rest of this year under control, that's punting. If you, if you're not a buyer and you're, you're selling like that, but like, it, it, that's just an overall move with Savali. That's not necessarily a, a, a mark on this season. And it's great to get rid of Josh Bell because you don't have to have him next year. That's the thing is Josh Bell has, has a player option and he's been playing like shit. There's no way he would have tested the, the free agency market when he's making 18 mil a year. Based off of this season, he's not getting offered that again. So he's definitely picking that up for next year. You're stuck with him for one more year. He's your highest paid player. Jose would become the highest paid paid player next year when his new contract numbers kick in. Um, but that that's a big, big number to not be playing that guy. So they would probably be forced to continue to play him next year. So getting him out of town is big. I really like that. So I don't look at those as punts on this year. But I think Savali, you know, especially once you get to playoff time, look at how inexperienced his rotation is right now. You, 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 you typically you even cut down that rotation in playoff time. So the veteran pitcher becomes all that much more important. So, you know, no, I don't expect us to contend for a World Series, but I expect for us to try and do our goddamnedest to continue to create playoff veterans, much like we, we had said the Cavs had to do. So, you know, they won one series last year. They took it to five games in the second series, gave the Yankees hell. I, I'd like to see them go somewhere close to that this year, and I'd be shocked if they were able to, to contend at all or even get, you know, past the first round. When you're starting rotation, who knows if McKenzie's going to be there? I'm starting to doubt it. Shane Bieber, he might be back at that point. So I guess you're leaning on that. But Tanner Bybee's still a rookie. He's looked the best, but still even, you know, today his pitch count got real high. He started to get rocked a little bit. Um, Gavin Williams and, and Logan Allen, I don't think you can count on his playoff starters right now. Well, that that's it. So they did sell. They were sellers. That was that part was a little disappointing. But hey, if the outfield bat that they wanted wasn't there, then it's not there. I like I'm, I'm I did you guys see that Tito interview that everybody's all fired up about? No. So two nights ago, uh, bases loaded, game on the line. I mean, they were down by a bunch. They would have had to have scored though, like knocked in everybody and gotten a couple. I think it was like seven to two at that point. And uh, two outs, Miles Straw comes to the plate. He does not pinch it for him. He doesn't put in Tyler Freeman, Oscar Gonzalez, guys he could have. And Zach Meisel kind of dug in and was like, "Why did you leave Miles Straw in?" And Tito's like, "Well, who did you want me to? What did you want me to do there?" And he's like, "Well, you could have used Tyler Freeman or Oscar Gonzalez." He goes, "Well, we didn't need a home run. We needed a base runner there." And he seemed like really pissy about it, and, and like kind of like the question was dumb and like lord knows i love tito but like damn dude that's that's a really bad answer not only is miles straw the least likely to hit a home run because a home run would have been real real nice <laughs> it would have been yeah. real nice um not only is he zero percent chance to do that he's hit one in his career here or none as a cleveland guardian actually um but the other guys not only have better batting averages, but better on base percentages. So they are a better chance to become a base runner as well. I, I, I just don't understand that answer. I don't understand the attitude, and I don't understand why he keeps having Miles Straw. I mean, if he would have given the answer, 
And I wouldn't have loved it, but if he was like, listen, Miles, he's one of the few veterans we have left. Miles is a leader in the clubhouse. He's not a guy who's, you know, who I want to take the bat out of his hands. I don't want to hurt his confidence. We need him. I, I would have not loved that answer, but I would have taken it. But what he gave is just like, you good, dude? Like, what is, what's going on? Me? No, Tito. Oh. Oh, I was just listening. <laughs> I was turning on here, yeah. <laughs> well, this, yeah, I'm, I'm making it by face sagging or something. Like, what's, what's the motif here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear. I mean, you can criticize the head coach or manager. You know, it's warranted sometimes. You know, especially this year. This has definitely yeah. been his worst in-game manager year by far. Yeah, I mean, still love him. Still, still think sure. he's easily our best option. Don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we'll see how they end up. I mean, I probably I can't watch the games. I don't have Bally, but I, once that gets off, I'm, I'm. I mean, I still look at the scores. Yeah, they lost again today. Yes, it's they fun. did. So, you guys got any shows coming up? Do you have anything going on? Uh, Westles. Um, you guys, we're going to have you, I was trying to get you guys into this one, but Will oh, already shit. had it damn near filled up. And so we just needed one more instead of two. And I wanted to have you both on. So not this one, but the next one, we're going to get you two on. Tits. Who do you got? Uh, who do you got on this one? So this one is going to be Flint headlining, uh, Tim Cornette and Mickey Genosi are doing sets and then <laughs> me and Will. Oh man. That's a good lineup. Dude, Mickey, Mickey is he didn't set it 78. He's just a fucking fireball these days. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, be prepared for Mickey just to, you know, wrinkle, wrinkle some feathers a little bit. Ruffle some feathers is the term. Love yeah. it. Yeah, dude. It's, it's real fun. Um, Wrinkled feathers. And then I'm going to be, I just got asked to do <laughs> Secret you. Society on, uh, on the 9th of September. And then on August 31st, I'm doing like this fundraiser thing i don't know if it's available to the public i gotta find that out but it'll be be a nice fun show oh yeah i'm just in festival submission hell right now so anyway well that's all i got that's all you guys got we'll try to get back monday go cleveland